Hello there. This is the word of the king. This is Evangelist Timothy Groover coming to you from Salt Lake City with Mr. Lonnie Percival, servant to the Mormon. Where the word of the king is, there is power. Who may say unto him, What doest thou? Ecclesiastes 8 4, it is written. Now, I would like to officially uh, hand uh, this over to Mr. Lonnie Percival in just about five minutes uh, of our 30 minute period. I will then take it back over, but until then, Mr. Lonnie Percival, please. Uh, hi, this is Lonnie Percival from Salt Lake. Just getting done preaching the Mormon conference. Uh, Mormons are a misleading bunch, trying to make the world think that they're Christians. And we just got done warning them about the fallacies of Mormonism, telling them how they can look to Jesus as Lord and Savior, and asking, uh, well, guiding them, giving them a guidance for those that were willing. Had a couple people pray uh, Friday, ask Jesus to save uh, their soul. Many people asking questions. Many people uh, in debate, thinking their religion was the one true religion. God died on the cross to save sinners from their sins. Jesus Christ shed his blood on Calvary. The Mormons believe that Jesus is Lucifer's brother. We believe Jesus is the only begotten of the Father. We've had uh, a good weekend. A lot of brothers from all over the country came in to preach the gospel to a lost and dying Salt Lake City. A lot of folks used to be about 100,000 people per day come to this thing. The police department's told me it's down to 55 to maybe 60,000 per day now. God is working. Souls are dying and going to hell. At the same time, people are getting the word of God. And that's important for all of us to do, to be a witness, not just to the Mormons, but to the Catholics, to the Muslims, to the Buddhists, the Hindus, all the others, uh, isms that believe that they can be gods or achieve godhead or some other way to get to heaven. God delivered me many years ago through my uncle being shot and killed at a payphone. Went and did a lot of uh, protests and march against gangs and and uh, courts letting people go and just slapping their hands and blaming it on the guns. And the whole time the kid was on house arrest for a drive-by shooting well, God worked on my heart that how could I tell other people about what's going on in their life until I got my life right. So then God dealt with me. And during that situation, uh, I had a kind of a Daniel moment. And I heard that still small voice. And God telling me he wasn't going to allow me to walk the line and play both sides of the fence. I had to make a choice to either choose Jesus or choose the uh, way I was living. In that particular time, I was being my own God, living for my own self, doing my own thing, my way. When my uncle was shot and killed. God used that situation to realize that there's a different way, much higher than mine. And that different way was Jesus Christ. 
ever since I had that moment with God and pretty much uh, dealt with me. And it was a spiritual warfare. And that's what we're in right now here in Utah, spiritual warfare. And the devil's running, trying to get us all to think that his way is the only way. Where these days are getting shorter, the time is getting longer, to where God's about to say, you are the judge. He's about to judge this world. Just like I had to come to the realization that I needed Jesus Christ and I needed to get rid of my old lifestyle, get rid of the drugs, get rid of the things that was being my own God, my own ways, my own thing. And I thank God for Jesus Christ and Him delivering me from that and helping me to realize that in the process. I've had many situations over the last four years. It's been a battle. But it's been a battle for souls. Heaven and hell is awaiting the issue. Jesus died on the cross to save sinners. But not so that we can continue in sin, but that we can turn from our sin and turn to our holy, righteous God and follow the ways of God according to His Word, the Bible, and not according to what I think or according to what man thinks. Part of what I was preaching up there is I had a friend who was just shot and killed by the police a couple of last Friday. <laughs> he was LDS. And I went to his funeral. And when I went to his funeral, they were talking about how great he was. They was talking about how great Joe Smith was. They was talking about how great the Mormon church was. But they didn't lift up Jesus Christ. They'd say, well, we say this in the name of Jesus. God warns about them that honor him with his lips, but their hearts are so far removed from him. He also warns about them that claim to be Jews and are not to the synagogues of Satan. That's another thing I was preaching out there today. A lot of the Mormon funerals I've been involved with this last year, which has been quite a many of them, they've all been the same way. They've all lifted up a man. They've all went by men's thinking, what men thought, and how men should be. Now God gives us direction through His Holy Word, the Bible. Jesus said He was the way, the truth, and the life, and no man coming to the Father except by Him. Now we preach that to these um, lost and dying Mormons, that they needed Jesus, not to put their trust in a church, or a baptism, or good works, or what they have done, but to put their total trust in Jesus Christ, repent of their sins, turn to Him. They need to make a choice. And they needed to make a choice because they're not guaranteed tomorrow. No one's guaranteed tomorrow. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. I'm not guaranteed tomorrow. God almost took me home four years ago, and He, he brought me back. I had two blood clots hit my brain, and God pretty much uh, said it wasn't my time yet. But he showed me in that moment's notice, even serving him, our time is short. And we're not guaranteed tomorrow, and today's your only day to witness. You're not guaranteed you're going to get up in the morning to do it again. 
Today is the day of salvation. Now is the time. So we were preaching that to them. We were warning them. And we had a lot of good conversations. We prayed to God when we was done and asked God to do what he was going to do and for him to reap the harvest. A lot of good brothers from all over the country came in. Had 15 or 18 come from uh, Deland, Florida. Jim, Tim came from Pennsylvania. Um, Kevin Deegan, a bunch of guys came from New York. A couple guys came from uh, Nevada. And a bunch of folks came from Oregon and some other places. I don't know them all. There was a lot of them and some from Mesa, Arizona. God brought a lot of soldiers this weekend to preach his word or to witness for his word. And take this time to thank God for his blessings and for what he's did and what he's going to do. We let them all to the Lord. What they do with it's up to them. Yes, yeah, some folks prayed, but I don't know their heart. God does. It's not my responsibility to know what their heart is. It's my responsibility to preach the word, to be instant in season and out of season, for the preaching of the crosses to them that perish foolishness, but unto us that is saved it's the power of God. Anyhow, Jesus is the way, folks. Turn to him. If you don't have him, fall on your face before God. It's in Jesus' pray to Jesus. Uh, Molly, as we're going on 11 uh, minutes into the Word of the King here, would you uh, please get into how, uh, in case there's anybody listening, especially who's obsessed with uh, Satan's uh, music and his rock bands, would you please share how you were involved with that and how from the age of five you made a false profession and the devil got you into uh, the sorcery and all that with the rock music? Well, when I was five, I asked Jesus to save my soul. went to church regularly, and uh, I believe I was saved at that time. But then at the age of 10, I started listening to rock and roll music. And before I knew it, I was into pure pressure. People trying to get me to do dope, smoke weed, do cocaine, take acid, mushrooms, all that stuff. Well, I resisted the pressure for two years. My mom quit going to church when I was 10. And so I decided I wasn't going no more either. Well, by the age of 12, I fell into sin and started doing dope, and started doing other things. And I'm not going to say what all the other things were, because that would be glorifying the sin. But what I will say is it took me 23 years away from my Lord, and I wasted 23 years that I could have been serving God. Instead, I was serving the devil. And I can trace it all back to listening to rock and roll music and then getting involved in dope. And I thought, well, one joint wasn't going to hurt. Well, one joint led to another, led to another, then led to the other stuff. And before I knew it, I was, it took me further than I wanted to go. And it kept me longer than I wanted to stay. But God, in his mercy and his grace, 23 years later, used that horrible situation with my uncle being murdered, which the kid that shot him was on house arrest for a drive-by shooting, was just barely released on February 5th. Hold him up in prayer that he don't shoot and kill somebody else. In that process, though, it took that horrible situation for God to get my attention, humble me, and break me. Something for y'all to think about, because God 
He's going to get your attention one way or the other. And every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I would suggest that you do it today before it's too late. You know, I was going to tell a friend. I was on my way to tell a friend. We were getting ready to tell a friend about Jesus. He died an hour before I got there. Matter of fact, I ran into his dad at this Mormon convention, this Mormon conference. And his dad was going to the priesthood meeting. And in the process, you can pray for him. His name's Doyle Decker. His son was John Decker. It was too late for John unless John received Jesus or somebody else told him. So it's another situation and proof that you're not guaranteed tomorrow. And you don't know what opportunities you're going to get. So if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're commanded by God to be a witness. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you better fall on your face before God because he's coming back. He's coming back to execute judgment. His eyes will be as a flaming fire executing vengeance on them that know not God and obey not the gospel. Don't let that happen to you. I thank God for his mercy and for his grace. There's a judgment coming, folks. Get ready before it's too late. I'll turn this back over to Tim. Thank you very much, Lonnie. And as we are reaching about the halfway point here at the Word of the King, again, this is Evangelist uh, Timothy Groover, and we are, again, talking about uh, another Jesus, another gospel, and another spirit uh, known as uh, Mormonism. And uh, we just want to thank uh, you, uh, those of you who uh, uh, listen to this program. And I know I was telling you all for about uh, two weeks or so in advance that uh, this was going to be taking place. And we just want to thank you for your faithfulness to keep us uh, lifted up in your prayers. So as we continue on here in the Word of the King, I just got word... Uh, a moment ago. And again, thanks to Brother Lonnie Percival for sharing his testimony. I just got word from Brother John McTurnan via his blog as I was on his blog, his website. And basically the rest of this time here in the Word of the King today is I just read on John McTurnan's blog. And all of you, wherever you are as believers, be in prayer. And especially you and I as believers in the United States of America and Canada, uh, take heed because just so happens that, according to one report on John McTurnan's blog, his blog is John McTurnan's Insights. That's John M C T E R N A N apostrophe S Insights I N S I G H T S or no, yeah. According to one report on there, the U.S. military is currently being taught by some very evil, wicked men on high that that true born-again Christians are the number one threat to our society here in the United States of America. Now, as a born-again Christian, let me just say that, you know, I'm a firm believer in using the law as a schoolmaster to bring men to Christ. So I will preach to people the Ten Commandments, and one of them happens to be, Thou shalt not kill. I'm a firm believer. Thou shalt not kill. I'm a firm believer in that. How does that make me a number one threat? To our society. Yes, I'm a firm believer that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man cometh unto the Father but by him. I know that to be true. 
And if Mr. Obama and any of his um, commander-in-chiefs got a problem with it, too bad. Okay? Because ultimately, Jesus Christ rules and reigns, and they're going to bow to him one day, whether or not they believe it. And so will you, whether or not you believe it, if you're listening to this program. Simple as this, my friend. God said righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. When the wicked bear rule, the people mourn. And we got the wicked bearing rule today in the United States of America. And the people of the United States of America, they haven't been mourning already, are going to mourn again. Unless people start waking up and start awaking to righteousness at that, and by faith in Jesus Christ. And they start crying out to God to spare us from these evil seducers and their agenda. Now, ultimately, everybody tries to say, well, Bible prophecy is Bible prophecy, you know, and you can't stop Bible prophecy from coming back and, or coming to pass. And while that is true, that's no excuse for us to be sitting back on our blessed assurance, not saying anything in rebuke to what is going on in these uh, high places. And that's no excuse to not live for Jesus Christ and to rebuke with authority the unfruitful works of darkness, my friend. But anyways, it's like this. Persecution in the United States of America may be closer than we think. Ultimately, all I know is the wicked should be turned into hell and all the nations forget God. God has been very patient with the United States of America and Canada. And his patience is wearing thin, my friend. Whether or not you believe it, his patience is wearing thin. I'm going to go ahead, and I'm even going to read this track in the time that remains. It's called 666 Surveillance System. And again, this track is actually available to be read on John McTurnan's blog. And again, that's John McTurnan, M-C-T-E-R-N-A-N, apostrophe S, John McTurnan's Insights, I-N-S-I-G-H-T-S. And you can actually make copies of this track free of charge. John don't care. There's no copyright in the track whatsoever. But you can read this track and make copies of it on John's blog. In the time that remains here on the Word of the King, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read this. The 666 Surveillance System. Where is the Internet heading? There is not a more spine-chilling chapter in the entire Bible than Revelation 13. This chapter describes a world dictator who appears just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. He is commonly known as the Antichrist or the Beast. This beast uses a universal numbering system placed on people called the Mark of the Beast. It is like a tattoo. No one can buy or sell without this mark. It seems that everyone knows about the number 666, even those with little knowledge of the Bible, as it is identified as the infamous devil's number. This is probably one of the best known verses in the entire Bible. Revelation 13, 16 through 18. And he calls it all to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is the wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred three score and six, 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 six. For centuries, the fulfillment of these verses was a mystery. No one could understand how a marking system could control buying and selling throughout the entire world. It no longer takes simple faith to believe this as the literal fulfillment is now coming together with incredible speed right before our eyes. Computers, internet, Wi-Fi, social media, all modern technology, plus worldwide trends such as a one-world economic system and government, are creating conditions 
that can fulfill Revelation 13, 16 through 18. As the prophet Daniel wrote 2,500 years ago, knowledge would explode at the very time the 666 surveillance system is coming together. Daniel 12, 4, and seal the book, even to the time of the end, many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Today, a person can use a credit card virtually any place in the world. It has become the universal financial instrument. This instrument is taken for granted, but think how technologically advanced transactions have become when a person can make a purchase in a foreign country without a currency. And this purchase, then, is instantly registered and the funds withdrawn. All merchandise now is identified with a RFID label or the quick response QR code for electronic tracking. A smartphone can read the QR code. IBM is now working to identify the track every item manufactured and sold in the world. This is in the trillions. Then it will be very easy to match these items with the purchase. With the rapidly advancing technology, this is not far off. The technological ability to operate a worldwide cashless economic system is now in place for a good percentage of the world. The elimination of cash is all that is needed to bring this system online. A worldwide economic crisis would be the catalyst to set up this system. The Bible states that no one is going to buy or sell without a mark in the right hand or forehead. This mark is in the advanced developmental stage with various applications to put electronic tattoos on the body. The idea is to merge technology with biotechnology. The microelectronics technology is called an epidermal electronic system, EES. The idea is to have a substance like silk, laced electronics that dissolves and leaves the circuits on the skin. This system is planned to be tied into a universal Wi-Fi. With this system in full operation, there will be real-time monitoring of everything being sold. No one will be able to buy or sell without government approval. It is on the way. Tied into the ability to control all buying and selling will be the complete monitoring of everything concerning you. The mark of the beast is a numbering system, and now through your social security number, all information about you can be monitored. You need this number for everything from bank accounts to a driver's license, along with all medical information and credit cards. Everything now revolves around your SSN, your social security number, that is. With the technology coming, everything controlled by the SSN social security number will be centralized into one file and controlled and updated in real time. This is not theory, as this is on the way, Brother John McTurnan writes. Starting in 2013, the federal government will have the Utah Data Center, UDC, in full operation. That's 2013, my friend. That's this year. This is a $2 billion complex with 100,000 square feet of computer space. All of the global information grid will be routed through the UDC with computers that can store yettabytes 10 to the 24th power. There is no higher magnitude. And by the way, I want to remind you, it is a fact that Brother John McTurnan was once a federal government agent, or a federal agent of the government. Everything that is digitalized about you will be stored, everything down to parking tickets. Nothing will be left out. To handle this vast information, the computers will operate at a petaflop speed second, 10 to the 15th power. By 2013, the computers will operate at 20 petaflops. They will break 256-bit encryption and nothing will be hidden. To transmit this vast amount of information, researchers invented chips with brilliant lasers which use multiple wavelengths of light that can transmit data at terabit speeds. They are heading to create the system so it operates in real time. It is not very far into the future. In addition to controlling, buying, and selling, we are now heading into a time of total, total surveillance society.
Everyday surveillance cameras are being installed in vast numbers throughout America. Every mall is under total surveillance. By 2015, the government plans for 30,000 surveillance drones in the sky. I might pause for a moment and remind you folks, if you're watching anything on the news, you're hearing a lot about drones. This is why. Again, by 2015, the government plans for 30,000 surveillance drones in the sky. There are now x-ray machines that can peer through the walls of your home and auto. The government is using robot insects wired with microphones for spying. There is now software that allows tracking hundreds of cell phones at once and as well as reads tens of thousands of emails. Homeland Security recently admitted monitoring Facebook, Twitter, and Google. All the high-tech in your vehicle and cell phone can easily be tracked and stored in your loca- for your location. All of this will be stored in the UDC, that's the Utah Data Center, that is supposed to be in full operation this year, 2013. The rebuilding of the World Trade Center shows how advanced and all-encompassing the 666 surveillance system has become. Continuing on, the mark placed on the body, talking about the mark of the beast, will be an initiation into this system, talking about the One World Cashless Society, which will be under the New World Order, which will be under this dictator the Bible calls the beast, which includes worshiping the Antichrist, again, talking about the beast. This means a total rejection of Jesus Christ. The Bible warns that everyone who takes the mark of the beast will be damned for eternity. Once a person takes this mark, there is no hope. That person's fate is sealed. It appears that high technology will be used to seal people into this system with no way out. It will be a form of mind control, according to Revelation 14.9, if any man receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. The Bible is an amazing book, as the 666 surveillance system prophecy was written over 1900 years ago. The events prophesied are now coming into focus with this generation. In the near future, people are going to have to choose between the Antichrist or Jesus Christ. Right now, you can choose Jesus Christ as your Savior. To be sealed into eternal life with Jesus Christ, it takes repentance of sin. Everyone has, rec- has sinned and has been br- breaking God's law. It takes recognition that Jesus Christ died on the cross and paid the penalty for our sin, and it takes a personal confession that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Please do not delay as the stakes are, he- are heaven or hell. The 666 surveillance system is coming together at petaflop speed. By John McTurnan, Ph.D. And again, to keep on the cutting edge of the coming 666 surveillance system, go to John McTurnan's Insights. That's John McTurnan, M-C-T-E-R-N-A-N, apostrophe S, Insights, I-N-S-I-G-H-T-S, blog at John McTurnan, John M-C-T-E-R-N-A-N, dot name, N-A-M-E. And my friend, as we, again, wind down here in the Word of the King, let me just say, Jesus is coming soon, sooner than you think, my friend. Mark it down. This world as we know it is not going to see another century. God may see fit to somehow stall this thing to where we have another 20 years or so. But my friend, mark it down. This world as we know it is not going to see the next century. Jesus said, Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according to his works. It is written, But the fearful, and the unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. You heard yourself somewhere in there and you know it. You know if you're not saved. You know if you're not right with God. May it be given unto you from heaven to repent, to be sorry for your sin, what it did to Jesus Christ on the cross, to turn from your wicked ways, suffer for his name's sake, bear his cross, as your cross, take up your cross, that is, Jesus had to bear the cross of our sin, amen, take up your cross, 
and follow him. For by grace you saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, which any man should boast. Fear God, keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. May you receive his mercy and grace today, in and by faith of Jesus Christ, and him alone. This has been the word of the king. Again, this is Evangelist Timothy Groover. Till next week, God bless you and yours.